Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we welcome you back to We Found Another Hour, our podcast. Uh, well, and, and we've been kind of in limbo, uh, I guess, if we believed in this, and, and of course we've been uh, talking about this for really the last three or four uh, podcasts, but I think our podcast has been in spiritual purgatory for just, uh, I mean, it's been in limbo. Uh, we appreciate your patience as we've had a pause, we've taken a, a little pause, we've had some other things uh, that we've had to focus on, and we've not been able to get back in the studio uh, for logistical reasons, but we are back today and we're excited that you've tuned in. Thank you for being a part of our podcast all season long. We've had some great discussion. Uh, I think all season, How, what episode is this in the season? Mm. Well, y'all, I think about 65, episode 65. <laughs> y'all are really in tune with our podcast. Do y'all even listen? I mean, do you, do, does anybody associated with you listen to our podcast? Yes. 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 I don't listen to too much because when I hear myself speak, it hurts. Well, like, I have we're just going to be pain. honest with you. I don't listen to it because when I hear you speak, it hurts. <laughs> it's fair. That's fair. I mean, so that's you why know. we keep me in the back so no one else has to hear me. Yes, that's uh, and that's really our same end game on Sunday morning, brother Derek. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why, and we're not on video, so they can't see me doing the air quotes. But this is one of the reasons why we asked you to do children's <laughs> ministry. Mm-hmm. That's fair. When, when I listen to it, after I've already done it, I, if I ever listen to it again, I tell myself I'm finding a third hour. Because we had the original, and then this is finding another hour. And when I listen to it, I have found the third hour. Well, we hadn't found it yet because we've only answered a half a question in at least seven episodes. I feel sorry for ever asked this question. Because now they're gonna now they're gonna listen to about five hours of podcast uh, to get answered. I don't think anybody asked this question. That's the <laughs> no. best part. It just kind of <laughs> happened. So the reality is, the person who asked the question doesn't even remember the question. How many of you think that? Oh uh, yeah, I, I believe that. I agree. What do you think, that. LL Cool J? Mm. Uh, that, that's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Well, we are, well, glad to be. Way to go, Landon. We're so proud of you. The fountain of knowledge has spoken. It's like E.F. Hutton, man. Yeah. Overflow. Y'all don't even know who E.F. Hutton is. I don't. Do some research. Do some research. But we are back in the studio. I'm so thankful to be back. Uh, It's right before, if you're listening to this episode, it's right before Thanksgiving. One of my favorite times of the year. Uh, one, because I'm Baptist and Thanksgiving's all about eating. Mm. And then two, it just gives us an opportunity to, you know, to reflect and be thankful for how good God is to us. Mm. So uh, we're in the studio today. We got our regular folks and we got some great guests in our studio today. I'll get to that in a minute. But we got uh, Caleb, a.k.a. Big Country with a K, a.k.a. Brother Derek, because nobody can tell them apart. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've accepted it. Yeah, me too. And we I got mean, we just answered to whatever names yelled out. We got Brother Derek, aka Little City, with us. We got LL Cool J, mm. 
That's what we've just, uh, <laughs> Luscious Landon has turned in the LL Cool J. The Memphis Mafia. Yes, and then we have Big Ox down there. Y'all had a big game this weekend, didn't you? We did. And uh, who was that against? No clue. From Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go land sharks, baby. Did y'all play, did y'all play Mississippi not, State or no? That is not. That is not. Go that's Lane this, Kiffin. That's this coming week. Go oh, Lane oh, Kiffin. Hey, where's Lane, Lane Kiffin T-shirt? Yes, you got your Lane Kiffin on today. Uh, well, I'm not going to let all my secrets out. Okay. All, all right. All right. You're the. I mean, you're the greatest Mississippi State Bulldogs fan I have ever met. Who cheers for Ole Miss? I, I tell you what. That's just great. The only, even. So we got some special guests while we're at Big Ox. Uh, Big Ox, you got a special guest with you. Big Ox is our student pastor here at Grace Baptist Church. And uh, so uh, we figured this out that you know that Big Ox doesn't answer much question. And when he does, he he really kind of deflects and moves on. What we figured out is we, we probably ought to bring him in some help. So uh, we're grateful that we have Hannah here with us today. Hannah, say hello to everybody, the listening audience. Hello. And that was <laughs> extravagant. <laughs> extravagant. Way to go on that. Where is our buzzer? Did we get our buzzer? I, the clapper. Gonna, we need the clapper. I think it's still it stuck in California. It's, 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 it's moving up the line, though, a little bit. That mm. supply chain's mm. a little rough. Do we have to do Black Friday shopping at the sea, at the seaport? Yes. Mm-hmm. You get a discount. Our our other our other guest was talking about Black Friday shopping earlier. Oh, really? So, uh, well, one we have Hannah with us, uh, and and we need a nickname for Hannah. Have have we thought of a nickname for Hannah? I mean, I like Hannah Montana. Oh, I I love that one. Yeah, I mean that. Mal- I love Miley Virus. Well, <laughs> that's going to get us some. Good ratings right there. Thank you, Brother Caleb. But uh, uh, so I'm not a, uh, I would say I'm not a current Miley Cyrus fan, but I'm an old Miley Cyrus fan. I love Hannah Montana. Uh, Me and Katie uh, used to watch Hannah Montana. So I I love Hannah Montana. So really that's a positive nickname. What do you think about that nickname? Did you ever watch Hannah Montana? Do you even know Mm -hmm. who she, are you old enough for Hannah Montana? No. I watched it. I've oh, seen you? all the seasons. Really? That's the best of both. On Netflix? <laughs> no, I watch them on like regular TV. Not anymore though. Mm, old school. Wow. Regular TV. Do they still make like regular TV? It's kind of like it's kind of like COVID. Can you still get regular sick anymore, or is it all like COVID? It's all crazy. I mean, can you get flu like is, we got rid of flu? We just replaced it. We eradicated the flu. Praise the Lord. Mm. The Lord's so good to us. So we still get regular TV in Hannah, Montana. Is on it? I don't know if it still is, but it used to be. Well, we're glad that Hannah Montana is with us in the studio today. She's going to be answering Big Ox for, for Big Ox. We figured out uh, that his students really drive the ship on Wednesday night when it comes to Bible study. And uh, Big Ox is really taking some good notes on Wednesday night Bible study. I know he's supposed to lead it, but he's been doing a good job of taking some notes. I've mean, got some really good material. I really do. That, I'll share it with you sometime. Now, I guarantee you, you can find some down there in the youth department, especially after Bible study. What goes on, oh, um, brother, in, in the youth department? Because, um, you, you know, you're, you're kind of new with us, but you walked into a ready-made complex that the Lord blessed us with last year and we've done some reno uh, and current renovation to build you an auditorium over there so just 
in the expansive uh, world of youth ministry. You know, you've got to have these things. And, but you've got a complex. You've got a, a facility over there, basketball court, and, and all of this. So tell us what happens in the life of student ministry. And then uh, I'm going to let Hannah, fill in, Hannah Montana fill in the details of that. Yeah, absolutely. So on Wednesday nights, we have our, our youth service where we go down to the Pentecost house, and we have Bible study there, and we do worship. But before that, we have open forum, which is a new hangout time uh, from about 4.30 to 6, where we usually do pizza or we'll have chicken or we'll have some kind of meal. And we're just down there hanging out, playing basketball. We have Gaga ball going on. We've got What is going Gaga on. ball? So Gaga ball is a game that takes place in a pit, kind of like almost kind of like a corral type, you know, where you put the animals. And so we all jump in there, and uh, the object of this game is get everybody out. And, uh, and so you've got the ball in there, and... You just kind of hit it around and, and try to get people out. And, and I've, man, I've embarrassed myself several times and continue to embarrass myself. Does, uh, Hannah's not. Yeah. Tell us about Gaga Ball. Does it have anything to do with Lady Gaga? Cause, no. Uh, okay. No. All right. no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And Unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe if I played some Lady Gaga over the over the speakers maybe that would be the only I don't one. know that that would work for the youth department well I mean that's, church. that's why that's why I haven't done it so <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean that's you know of course it could bring some kids in but probably most kids don't know who Lady Gaga is either do, do you know who Lady Gaga to. is mm-hmm. are you a Gaga fan or a Gaga ball fan Gaga ball fan okay alright tell us about Gaga ball do you play it mm-hmm. is it fun it's really fun don't be so boisterous about it. Don't take up the whole time here. <laughs> um, so you like have the pit, and then you're trying to hit it at the people's feet to, and you can only hit it with one hand, and you can only have one hit unless you play it off the wall. So if I hit somebody in the face, do I get bonus points? No, they're not out. Oh. If you hit it's them if in you the hit face, it's if you hit on the knees below. <laughs> well. I mean, so it's like dodgeball in a small area, kind of, in, in some ways. In small hit yeah. You got him in the face. Headshots. I, I think, I mean, what would it be, what could we call it if it's not, I mean, if it's Gaga ball, you hit him below the knees, below the belt. What if you hit him above the belt? What could we call that game? Dodgeball? Dodgeball. <laughs> I like that. Boy, uh, that'd be yeah. hey, that's a that's a that's catchy. That's a catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. A, I mean, we like, might need to try that. I mean, we could. Do you like dodgeball, Hannah? Or, so, what sports do you play? Do you play sports outside of church? Uh, basketball, soccer, and golf. Okay, we got a golfer. We got a golfer. I could talk golf now. I can't talk soccer. I don't understand it. I, I don't know the rules of soccer. What? I, well, I do see them kick the ball. You can't use your hands in soccer, is that right? No, you can't. So what? What? What are the positions in soccer? Because I've never, I've never played. I don't. Um, there's goalie, sweeper, midfielders, strikers, defense. Mm. What? Well, what do you play? I play defense. All right. So do you ever kick somebody in the shin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> you were, she was reluctant to answer the yeah, question. So uh, tell us, uh, so Big Ox was telling us all about student ministry and what takes place down there. Are there any, I mean, what else happens when you put a hundred middle school and, and, and high schoolers together in one area and, you know, with very little um, adult supervision is there anything else that happens at i mean on wednesday night at the youth department anything that your pastor should be concerned about 
Not really. Loud. It's usually just pretty loud, and we just do whatever outside. Cool, 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 cool. Does anybody ever get in trouble? Mm-mm. No, sir. There's no rules. You can't get in trouble if there's no rules. You can't get in trouble with no rules. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I think Big Ox coached her before coming in. Yeah. How many of you think that she was coached? Yeah. I think, that, you, I think that pizza we ate earlier was a, was a payoff. I think it was a yes because I it had to be because there's no way that any normal human being would order nine pizzas for four people. So anyway. Yeah, I think it was a good payoff. Uh, did he promise you could take some of that pizza home? No. <laughs> Perfect example. You'll find <laughs> out when she's taking two boxes out the door. <laughs> so, not only is Hannah Montana here, but we have a very special guest. If you're a part of Grace Baptist Church at all in terms of coming, or uh, and, and I would always encourage you to tune in online, especially for the at least the first 40 minutes of our church service, okay? Before the preaching starts. I mean, sometimes that gets wayward, but the rest of it is fantastic. And you want me to tell you, LL, why it's fantastic? Why do you think, what do you think the best part of our Sunday morning worship experience? What would be, what would be uh, your vote on the best part? Our uh, special guest, Sarah, over here. Well, good, that's a good, good answer. You got any more insight to put with that? Uh, she just kills it. She does a great job. Very talented. Uh, and she leads worship well. We got the we got the, the Hannah Montana nickname over here, but we have the real life music star over here in Sarah Davison. I mean, that's true because we're not just talking about... Now, this is Sarah Davison. Many of you would probably know her from Synergy Summer Campus. Serendipity Sarah. Okay. But if you're not a part of uh, summer camp, then you don't know that name. But this is where nicknames typically stick. Dr. Delicious, for instance, down in Florida, killing it. Is he mm. killing it? Yes. Um, yes, sir. He's taking over Bradfordville with the gospel. That's that's what we're talking about. We're so proud of Dr. Delicious. And, again, that's a household name. I can't wait to go down there. I'm scheduled to go down there next year and preach for him. And he it will be known as Dr. Delicious. We still got some toothpicks. You want to bring some? I'm going to take some. I'm going to take some. But we have Sarah Davison. I'm going to piggyback on what you said, uh, Brother Caleb. This is Grammy Award nominee Sarah Mm. Davison, who is not only our worship leader, but she's also um, the lead singer and uh, owner, operator, CEO. I don't know what all her titles are for high road and uh so sarah welcome to the podcast is this your first time on we found another hour podcast this is my very first time on the we found another hour podcast and i am honored to be here and be a part of it oh well we need the clapper we need the clapper so tell us all about um well start from your birth and tell us all about your life i mean so tell us uh, this is interesting. Tell us where you're from, and then tell us how you got here. Tell us a little bit about. Give us insight. Bring us in Sarah Davison's living room. And, and said that in the context of what we were saying about Black Friday shopping earlier. Oh. Where, where you're where you're from, and how that relates to what we're talking about. Yeah. So I grew up uh, in Southwest Iowa. Um, is that in the U.S.? Yes. You don't need a passport to get okay. there. Some well, some folks might need. Yeah. Um, but it's about a hundred miles 
120 miles east of Lincoln, Nebraska, is where I grew up, right inside the Iowa line, outside of a town of 153 people. And uh, yeah, it's eight miles of gravel road to get to our house. 153 people in your town? Uh-huh, and then eight miles outside. Listen, that's how many is in Brother Caleb's suburb in, in Hartsell, <laughs> Alabama, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a different place, isn't it? It's different. It's definitely out in the country. And I know moving down here, I had never seen so much traffic. And I kind of do feel claustrophobic down here because there's a lot more trees and a lot more hills. And up home, like you can see for a mile and a half in front of you, you know, anywhere you go. So it's a little bit different. But I came down here to go to school at Belmont and uh, got into the music program there. And that's where I wanted to go. It was a Southern Baptist school when I went, and um, so I what started... What the emphasis was. Was. Yeah. It, it was a Southern... It changed while I was still in school there. But I got involved at Belmont Heights Baptist Church there and Rolling Hills Church in Franklin uh, during college there. And then there was a church leader that called Belmont that said there was a congregation north and west of Nashville that needed a piano player. And so I came up and visited one day. And that's my history at Grace. That's history. And that was, mm. what, 16 years ago? That would have been in 2006 when I, it would have been like April of 2006 when I visited here. And been here ever since. So really, you predate everyone in the room. You are Grace Baptist mm. Church. <laughs> Definitely mm. not. And everything's the, stayed, been exactly the same. Nothing's uh, changed. No. Right? I, no, it was so different. There was, a, there was about 125 people in that service and just a piano and organ. And every song was sung out of the hymnal. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. how we like to do it at Grace so, Baptist. It's a little different. Yes. And when I came, Sarah was the piano player. And then, um, so I'm going to brag on you just a little bit because, like, Sarah sang a special one day. And, you know, back then, and I took everybody on a tour today, Sarah, of our original sound equipment that was in the church uh, when I got here. And it wasn't, you know, the, the of the utmost um, high standard and quality. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a gramophone <laughs> and a <gramophone>. record, <laughs> vinyls. and Wax cylinders. Yeah. So, and you know, sound makes all the difference in in, in in a venue but i walked through uh the sound equipment today but that's what was here uh whenever i came and again that that's still in modern time i, I know many of you think i'm old and i am much older than when i started but it was still in a modern time uh but we we were a little antiquated and behind in some of our audio visual stuff considering we had none you know really but I heard Sarah sing one day, even on the antiquated system, and I was like, oh my goodness. Why is she just playing the piano? Yeah, I never sang for like over a year. Yeah. Maybe even closer to two. So then, I, never I mean, she sang a special, and I went to our music guy, I went to our music minister at the time, and I'm like, why is she just playing the piano? And I, I, there was really no answer. Um, shortly after that, uh, he had taken another church, and from that, well, just we put Sarah where the Lord rightfully wanted her, and she just took over leading worship and has been doing that ever since. Of course, uh, being with High Road, she's gone about, I don't know, 99% of the Sundays and Wednesdays that we meet, but nevertheless, she's still our worship leader. Now, I'm just, I'm exaggerating. We're proud of you for going. 
Uh, but again, I'm grateful for you, Sarah. I'm grateful for Hannah Montana being yeah. here. And I'm grateful that we can come together and uh, answer some Bible questions, which, by the way, is what we're here to do. We probably ought to get on it. But why don't we take a commercial break? Hi, this is Sarah with High Road, and I would love to take a chance and tell you a little bit about our ministry and how we got started. It all really started with a love for hymns and uh, just keeping the old songs alive. Then we started writing songs, and everything just kind of unfolded as God led us uh, into churches, doing revivals and ladies' events. We, uh, we've been traveling all over the country, really, the last few years doing bluegrass, country, gospel music, and we would love for you to check us out sometime. Our website is highroadmusic.com. We have an online store where you can buy our physical products, but you can find us on any live stream, any streaming services, uh, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Pandora. And we're back. What a riveting commercial from the cuff from our very own Sarah Davison. And uh, well, we're very proud of Sarah. We're very proud of High Road. And uh, well, again, we're thankful to be here to answer Bible questions. Brother Caleb, where in the world are we supposed to start on a Bible question? Mm, well, it's been a while, but <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, and, and Landon, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. the place we left off was we left off with a very significant statement. And the statement was, Jesus did not go to heaven when he died. That was the place that we left off. But we didn't say where he went. Okay. So if we pick up there with the... We're, we're going to answer the question that was not asked. I mean, I don't know how this thing has morphed into so many different uh, podcast episodes. And, you know, I, I guess it's good. It kept us on the air, you know. But... We really have so many more questions to answer that have been waiting in the pipeline, but we got to get through this first. I think what started all of this was the third heaven. You know, what, what is the third heaven? Talking from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we answered that question. I, th I think we finally answered that. But thanks to LL Cool J, mm. Luscious Landon, I think he took us on a, on a derail here about where Jesus was for the three days and three nights that he was in the tomb. So, you know, when, when you think about that, three days and three nights, we know that Jesus uh, died on Friday, you know, okay, Good Friday, that's what we celebrate. So, and he was up from the grave on Sunday. So, you know, obviously in your mind, that goes three days and three nights, right? Correct. It, I, I mean, whatever, everybody, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, it only seems like two nights. two nights. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think Is Houston, there a mistake? we may have a problem or <laughs> we may have another podcast mm -hmm. episode. So let's leave that there. Maybe we'll come back and answer and help people reconcile three days and three nights. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, what is it? Verse 40. He said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish, not the whale, Hannah Montana, he was in the belly of the fish. Okay, did you know that it was a fish and not a whale? I thought it was a whale. Why? Is that what you were taught? So why, why do we teach? The Bible doesn't say he was in a whale. The Bible, the Hebrew word that's used there is 
is fish is for fish. So he was in the belly of a fish. Is there a difference between a fish and a whale? Oh yeah, a whale's a mammal. Oh come on, what is I mean? Talk to us, Belmont. <laughs> That's her new name, Belmont. <laughs> they learned this over there. See, we went to seminary so I, like at New Orleans and. Um, uh, we just lump all that together. I would, I would say the reason that we have always called it a whale is because up until modern science age in the last 50 years, a whale is the only known fish, even though it's not a fish, that people knew about. And now we know about other creatures that live in the ocean that are huge fish that are capable of the same thing a whale is capable of, like a grouper. or. Do, do you, you know, think, I, I mean, because I really think it was a grouper. Yeah, but I mean, do you really think uh, that people? The reason why they just associated with a whale, and the Bible clearly says fish, just because it's big. But because that was the only thing yeah. big enough to that they could equate that could eat Absolutely. a person, or you know, yeah. and swallow a person whole. I mean, they didn't have the Discovery Channel in the 1930s, so. And we need that, Natty G. We need that Natty mm. G. Yeah. I don't know how we functioned <laughs> so long without Natty G TV. Mm. Do you watch uh, Hannah Montana? Do you, along with uh, Hannah, does Hannah Montana come on Natty G? No. I do you know what Natty G is? I have no idea. I think that's Miley Cyrus's real life. It's probably on National Geographic now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a whole nother derailment. <laughs> I'm trying to get we found another subject. rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, so again. Jesus said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. So the reality is, Jesus said three days and three nights. But when you count an hour and the way that we view count uh, calendar days, if he died on Friday, certainly we can reconcile three days. But we have a hard time reconciling three nights, right? So maybe that's a question that, hey, we can either wait till Easter, which is probably when we'll get finally to the answer to this question, or uh, we can, we may, can explore it sooner. What do y'all think? Y'all think that's a good? Uh, I think you should wait till Easter. I think that's a really good discussion to have. Is Easter. that when you're planning on coming back? Yeah. Is that the next time that's the that next you'll be? Sunday I'll be back. Is that the next <laughs> Sunday that you'll be with us? So. Hiram's uh, popular. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. We'll, what we'll do is we're going to answer that when you're our guest for the next Great. episode. I'd love that. All right, so in the meanwhile, Jesus died. And Brother Caleb, you said that Jesus died, and when Jesus died, he didn't go to heaven. That could be a blasphemous statement if you don't help us clear it up. So why don't you, why don't you begin to unfold the premise to that statement? Well, really, this whole discussion comes from, it stems from uh, a certain passage of Scripture that is very, uh, it's notoriously difficult to interpret. It's in 1 Peter chapter 3. And uh, in this passage of Scripture, it, it says that, uh, well, I, do you mind if I just read it for us? Well, it'd probably be beneficial. Do you have a Bible? Do we need to get you one? I, fa- I found one at the office. Uh, we found another Bible. <laughs> Well, we found an hour and a Bible. Yeah. Hannah Montana brought it to you, didn't she? Yeah, she. Thank you, Hannah. In exchange for that pizza, is yeah. this the first time? Listen, uh, the bindings finally broke on it. Yeah, I had Where's to get it? Sarah to help me find where uh, the New Testament was. 
But uh, but this past she can because she's a Belmont grad. <laughs> That's right. They used to be Southern Baptist. They actually used to use this book. Yeah. She's, ooh. ooh, shots fired. Uh, but yeah. no. well, wait a minute though. You go know ahead, who else? Ahead. You know who else uh, was in this room as a studio guest? Who is also a current student at Belmont Abbey? You remember she brought in the Bruins. Maybe Sarah can answer the question: What is a Bruin? A Bruin is another word for a small black bear. Oh. You had a much better answer than Abby. Abby simply said she didn't know. No, it's a it's a small black bear. Their paws are shaped like a wolverine, kind of, now that I think about it. But it, that's what I always thought, is that it's a small black bear. It's another word. Well, that's far different than what little city thought it was. Yeah. Anytime you talk witchcraft. Anytime you're thinking about ruin, he's thinking he's thinking in the wrong yeah, direction. Yeah, there's a, there's a statue of a small black bear on our campus like this. He was thinking about that storm. The storm, yeah, the storm of ruin. <laughs> I think I said that last time. You did. You did say it. Yeah, this is like ESP. No, it's the 24-hour news cycle. It's just the same stuff. It's, not, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. This is like watching the movie Groundhog. I think Brother, Brother Kev's just really trying to get ready to be a dad, so he's really trying to hone in those dad jokes, Yeah. and they just keep popping up. Well, and, they get worse. We can make a progressive commercial mm-hmm. out of our podcast. Mm-hmm. How not to be your dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else makes It'd jokes about storms brewing? <laughs> your dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back on subject. So basically what you're what what you're setting up for is just the fact that Jesus died. And even though we've not reconciled three days and three nights, uh, we'll wait till Sarah comes back at Easter. Uh, but he was in the tomb. Literally laid dead for three days and three nights before he resurrected. What was Jesus doing while he was dead? This is what you're setting up, and you're uh, bringing to First Peter chapter three. So read that passage of scripture, and then uh, I, I want us to dialogue about what was Jesus doing while he was in the grave. So this is First Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. It says, For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who were who in the past were disobedient, when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. And in a few, that is, eight people were saved through water. All right. That's the passage of Scripture. When we come back after this uh, commercial break, let's discuss what this passage means in light of what Jesus was doing while he was dead. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church. And if you're looking for an affordable, but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren. Can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K three through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? We're back. Brother Caleb, you read that passage of Scripture. We're talking about what Jesus was doing while he was dead. Big Ox, 
Um, well, or should I refer to Hannah Montana? I mean, who's going to do the answering here? I'd like to hear from the student section of the studio. Uh, what what what's going? What was Jesus doing while he was dead? Well, Miss Hannah Montana, we'll just uh, you know just to keep you know in the rhythm of what she's used to. Uh, why don't you uh, Why don't you share uh, share what what Jesus was doing in those days? Hannah, was it what? Here you go. You're ready. It's your time to shine. Um, I'm gonna send this over to LL Cool J. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh that, that was smooth. Yeah. That was very oh, good. That was smooth. Go ahead, oh, Big Landon. She uh, has phoned a friend. All right. She has phoned a friend. I like that. You all can't right. let her down now. Okay. So let's see. Well, the Bible says. <laughs> Son, that was awesome. Have you ever run for office? Just a few times. Nothing crazy. <laughs> nothing crazy like the president of the University of Memphis State. Yeah, nothing like nothing yeah, crazy like that. And Memphis State's awesome. You want to phone a friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right at Brother Derek right now. Come on, little city. Give me those how, how come nobody will touch oh. this? How come nobody will touch it? Sarah, do you got insight yeah. on this? Where he went in the three mm -hmm. days? Yeah, what was he doing? He was dead. What was he doing? I think there's... Well, I'm not scared to talk. Um, right, that's right. <laughs> I really? Think there's a I never would have known that about you. Uh, there's two different opinions, right? There's some that, I mean, growing up in the, the creeds that we would say, because I grew up Lutheran, and we would say he descended into hell. And so growing up, I always thought that he went to hell. Give us the Lutheran creed. It, I mean, yeah, we had to memorize the Nicene Creed and all the Apostles' oh, Creed. You don't say it anymore since you went to Martin, Belmont. Yeah, like I, I had Martin How Luther, did a Lutheran get to a Southern Baptist Belmont back when it used to be Southern Baptist? Yeah. It's no longer Southern Baptist no, anymore. No, it's yeah. not. But how did that happen? I don't know. Was that, I mean, I, so I grew up in the Lutheran Church until um, like sophomore year of high school, and then my parents started the Cowboy Church Ministry, which is non-denominational. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, we always said descended into hell. So in my mind, I always thought he went to hell, but I know that there's some uh, biblical evidence that he went to the people who are alive in the Old Testament, resting in Abraham's bosom, and preached to them. I've heard that. I've also heard that he went to hell and didn't, like, preach, but basically, like, proclaimed victory um, in hell. So there's like a couple it. of different opinions that I'm aware of. Like yeah, it. I've heard both of those. And yeah. I think it's one of those, it, You kind of, we do get, we get two clues. And our first clue really is what we just read when it talks about going to the, uh, you said uh, proclaiming to the spirits. It's this emphasis almost that, Jesus is going down there and declaring victory. I've beaten y'all. Yeah. Death is death is no longer an issue. I've won. And then we also see while from Jesus himself when he's on the cross in Luke 23:43, it says, "And he said to him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise." So, I mean, it to me it's kind of hard to read that and not say that Jesus went to paradise and went with a the thief there and as you were saying, mm -hmm. comes in and gets the uh, the righteous of the old, the Old Testament people that we hear so much about, but also goes down and proclaim victory. So what's great about the Bible is a lot of times it's not an either or. 
It can be a both and. Well, we certainly talked a lot about paradise and certainly talked about Abraham's bosom. And so now, you know, we've talked about, uh, and, and you are, I'm going to dub it today, Little City, as Jesus, while he was dead, took bragging rights to hell and, and there declared victory. Um, so, Brother Caleb, expound on that. What are the, what are, what are the theological viewpoints of First Peter chapter 3? Well, I think that you do have two separate passages of Scripture that, it, at least on the surface, you could, you could make it out like they contradict each other. But we know the Bible is God's Word, so it doesn't. So, first of all, in Luke, when it says, uh, Truly I tell you today you should be in the paradise, one question we have to ask ourselves is, it, does he say, today you should be with me in paradise? Or does he say, truly I tell you today, right. you shall be with me in paradise? Right. So, you know, I don't know. But if, if you look at this passage in uh, 1 Peter, what I think is going on here is that when Jesus died, he went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison. And I think it's talking about in prison. He's talking about one of two things. One, he's either talking about, uh, we do have indication that there, are, uh, there is a uh, holding place for maybe disobedient uh, fallen angels or things like that. I think he could be referring to that. As pre- Which, by the way, we get from um, Jude 6. Yes. We get Second uh, Peter 2, 4. Does that uh, Yeah, 2 Peter that? 2, 4, and 5. And it says something very similar to what it says in First Peter. I can read it real quick if you want me to. It says, uh, For if God didn't spare the angels who sinned, but cast them into hell and delivered them in chains of utter darkness to be kept for judgment, and if you didn't spare the ancient world, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others... When he brought the flood on the world of the ungodly, so that does connect chains, angels slash spirits, and Noah, which is everything that this passage talks about as well. So I think that's very likely. And then I think maybe another option is, uh, you know, I don't believe that anybody is in what we think of as hell yet. I think that's going to be the final judgment. But there is Hades, which is I would say very hellish, yeah. and uh, I think that it could be talking about that. And Hades certainly is what Jesus referred to in Luke chapter 16 in the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man, because of his rejection of a coming Messiah, he was very religious, but he had rejected coming Messiah, so he opened up his eyes in torment being in Hades. So uh, I don't know that we have time on this podcast to unfold the difference between Hades and hell and the lake of fire, but much like we already talked about, uh, Abraham's bosom, paradise, and how that equates to heaven. And uh, so through all of that, really it boils down to, I think, what I'm gathering you guys say, which really follows the typical mainstream theological ideas of what Jesus was doing while he was dead. Uh, some hold that G- this refers to Jesus in his pre-incarnate state back before he became, uh, you know, born uh, into his own creation through the womb of Mary, uh, that he went and preached uh, through Noah to the wicked generation of that time. Um, others say that between his death and, and his resurrection, he went to the prison where fallen angels are, which is what you were talking about, um, that the, those who had left their proper abode. Many equate that, I think erroneously, but many equate that to these angels 
who crossed the boundaries and had sex with women. This is what we find in Genesis chapter 6. Uh, some refer to the Nephilim, uh, the offspring of angelic beings, demonic angelic beings, and um, uh, women, uh, you know, of that time. I think, did we talk about that on the podcast uh, not that long ago? I think we talked about it when Brother David was here maybe last season. Mm -hmm. Okay, in last season's podcast. But basically, I I debunked that theory simply because uh, I don't believe it's ever been an allowable plan of Satan to impregnate women on the earth. Because, in other words, that would be uh, an unstoppable way of exerting his dominion. So I, I, I don't believe that angels, uh, and there's biblical, I give biblical insight to that about the difference between angels and their lack of ability to procreate, yada, yada. But the third theory is that Jesus went to hell between his death and resurrection. And there, like Brother Derek says, he claimed victory. He, he, uh, victory. he preached a declaration of victory and condemnation for unbelievers during the time of Noah. In other words, those who failed to get on the boat, Noah preached, and the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. So in the time period, literally around 100 years it took Noah to build the boat, to build the ark, uh, he was proclaiming the the coming judgment. And those who by faith would enter into the boat would be saved. But only Noah, we know that Noah and his uh, wife and his sons and daughters, uh, daughter-in-laws got on the boat. Eight people were spared. Everybody else was eradicated in the flood. So he preached to those unbelievers. Now, uh, I'm going to say out of those theories, what, what do you believe, what would be your final verdict of what Jesus did uh, while he was dead? Jesus died and did something for three days and three nights. Out of these theories, what would you say would be the theory you ascribe to? LL, tell us. Um, I would say that I would, I would agree with Caleb in the sense where he you know, went, went down there, as the Bible says, but then he also you know, he defeated death and then he came back to the earth to Show everyone his scores, and then he sent it to heaven. I think that he definitely went to hell. Thank you for saving us in that, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, I do think that he went to hell and proclaimed victory. I don't think that he would have preached to spirits in hell because demons can't be saved. You can't preach to a, a, a being a spiritual being that is the, is a demon, right? Right. So, well, the proclamation, again, it makes, to me, yeah. if I'm tracking with you, because if you ask me, I, I think the third theory is that he went and preached. He proclaimed. Yeah, proclaimed. Victory over, or, and, over death. And condemnation. Absolutely. But I believe it was to all those who had rejected him. Yeah. So basically he showed up in Freeman translation. This is in the Greek, by the way. I'm just kidding. But in Freeman, he, he, you know, he went to hell and said, nah, 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 boo-boo. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, I think that he I went, was right. He went down and there and he, he proclaimed and he, yeah, he proclaimed victory over hell. Um, and those that were in Abraham's bosom from Noah's days would have heard, I mean, they would have heard that message. Um, 
and then he came back and ascended into heaven. Um, is Nananabubu an accurate um, expounding of the theology? Do y'all like that? When you parse the Greek, Greek, it's in there. Yeah. Hey, Almost if like we were on video, Greek. could I do the hands? Yeah, that's great. You know like, what I'm I saying? Like I like that. Do you like that, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Hannah, you can take that um, back to school with you if you want to, or share it on Wednesday night. Um, you know, when the same thing happens on Wednesday. Now we know what happens in the student ministry. <laughs> Brother Ann gets up to preach, and then he defers to people like Hannah Montana. I'm just going to turn it over to Hannah, and uh, she's already studied for me today. He pre he lives out his student ministry vicariously through his students. He's equipping the saints. It's reverse psychology. Mm. He's, he's doing He's making it happen. Brother Ann, where do you think Jesus was, and what was he doing? I actually would I would go with you on the third, uh, on the, the third explanation of it. And you don't get a raise if you agree with Oh, you. I know, I know. But I mean... Uh, now, Hannah you know, will. I'll make, I'll make an attempt. But no, I, because again, you know, I believe just in, in thinking through why would he go down there, why would he proclaim? I mean, there's always, there, there's the greatest purpose in the proclamation of who he is. And so why would he not go down there to, to basically let them kind of, you know, as you said, not, I wouldn't necessarily... I didn't see the nananaboo-boo in the Do you Greek like the nananaboo-boo? I didn't Can see it in the nananaboo Greek. Nananaboo I'm glad that I know it's there. <laughs> do y'all want to bring nananaboo-boo to the pulpit on Sunday? We need a button that we can hit in here that says nananaboo-boo. I like that. That's the that's so. the new theological. That's going to, I mean, I, somebody needs to write that down. I think it's, I, I think it's profound. So, Brother Ian agrees. Brother Caleb, where you at? One, two, or three. Uh, if if I had to choose, I, I would. I can't remember which number this was. It may have been two. But he went and preached to uh, some sort of uh, spiritual beings, non-human spiritual beings who were in chains, in prisons, because all that stuff is in is in this passage in First Peter three, and also in what Second Peter two. Yep. It's all the same elements are there. I like it. Yeah, and kind of go along with that. People are never referred to as spirits. We right. never see that in the Bible. So it's clear that the message is focused on angels and fallen angels. So I, I agree. It's a, it's a victory lap. I like it. I like it. Hannah Montana, you get the final word. We finally uh, answered a Bible question. We all agree. I think everyone uh, agrees. Well, Hannah, I guess we'll hear from you. But to this point, everybody agrees that Jesus, when he died for three days and three nights, he hung out in hell doing what, whether it's, uh, whether he preached to angelic beings, whether he preached to the wicked generation of Noah's day. We all believe that Jesus descended into hell before he ascended back to heaven. Hannah, what, you got the final word, the final thought today. Um, I'm going to go with the third one, and I think he just went down there and declared victory over the spirits. What did, I mean, what did he say? Did he say na-na-na-boo-boo? Na, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we, we did it, y'all. We made it through one. We got a lot more uh, questions to answer because we got a backlog of those. So uh, thank y'all for being our guest today, Hannah Montana and Serendipity Sarah. Will y'all come back and uh, join Absolutely. us again? Thank you for having us. Well, we enjoyed y'all being here, and we always enjoy you tuning in to the podcast. Listen, um, the greatest thing that we could ever do is not, uh, well, obviously not answer Bible questions because uh, we, we, well, we're terrible at that sometimes, but we can answer the one question, and that is how you can have a relationship with God. 
through his son Jesus Christ. And we'd love to tell you more about that. Listen to the outro as we depart today and they'll tell you how you can get in contact with us. We'd love to tell you how you can be saved and have an eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Until next time, we'll see you then. God bless. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.